Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello there and welcome back to Four Times in a Podcast. You join us on the 23rd of January. It's half eight at night as we record and we are back to discuss the latest goings on around Celtic Park. We've obviously got that Scottish Cup victory at the weekend against Bucky to discuss and we'll have a look at how we feel the transfer window's going and have a wee look towards this Saturday's game at home to Ross County. So delighted to say that I'm joined by Tony and Danny the night but we'll just cut through what's been happening. I know it's been a few weeks since we've been on. Tony, I'll come to you first. As I say, no much happening on the transfer front. We've been sort of talking about it in the group chat. I'm sure we'll come on it, but we'll, we'll focus on positive at hand. We won the game 5-0 against Bucky on Sunday. It was pretty much what everybody expected. Maybe no the Hollywood scoreline that maybe some wanted, but good to see Celtic back in action and 5-0 win with five different scorers. Uh, it was kind of the game we expected Celtic to all, have all of the ball and credit to Bucky Thistle, I thought, thought they had a bit of a go and they defended quite resolutely at times so uh, it was good to get back, I was, I was over for the game despite the mad weather and luckily no flights postponed or anything like that so that uh, was a good run out for the players, happy quite a few of them get, get the goals, Bernardo's goal was, was really good, he's definitely come on to a game I think. I think we'll be looking to sign him permanently. Maybe that'll be our big signing in January. Palmer with another good goal. Kyogo scored a good goal as well. And Vata, yes, Vata managed to get a goal. He's become a kind of a major subject for discussion. He's got to stay, he's got to go. I think the boy's obviously OK, but he's not really a priority focus. I think we should very quickly make a decision either way on whether he's going to be a part of the club or no, and then go on with it. I feel as though that's the, the only rumour you really see is he's in contract talks or Italy are interested. So hopefully we get we get that resolved as soon as possible. Can I remember the fifth goal scorer? Well done, Thiago home. Yes, that was that. He scored the second goal, I think. So I'm happy for all the guys. I, I always thought the Bucky Thistle game was, was a good chance to bed in new signings, get confidence up, get a really good few goals. But uh, we've only signed one player and he, he was not available, which was quite disappointing. But I guess he's, he could hopefully, hopefully be in the squad for the Ross County game. But uh, in January, I think if anybody listens to a December podcast when things were going tits up, we say as much as January would be really important. 
We thought it would be a struggle. We thought the excuses of January being a hard window would come out. I put out a tweet the day and I get hit with all the, the kind of usual stuff about January being a hard window. I think it's been pretty brutal so far. I mean, I think the fact that we beat them and then went eight clear, even though by the time we next play, they might have a done to two. Hopefully they don't, but we'll soon see. I think everybody's... There is, I've said it before, there's definitely... People don't want to call out the board. They don't want to give the Huns anything to latch on to. It's all about, let's just pretend everything's rosy. Don't let the Huns think anything's bad. They might latch on to. That's definitely a part of people's mentality. They want to just always think everything's rosy. And I guess I get it. But it's definitely no. I mean, see in October when we were legit, like eight points clear, they had no games in hand. So about January, we could start getting these players in to kick on in the Europe, the Champions League. Then it was, I'll get these players in to get the title over the line. And now people are going, well, Hitati and fucking Nevada have come back and one CCB comes back. These guys have been here for years. They're not new signings. Rogers had says he wanted four in before they sold Starfield, Jota and Moy retired. Since then, you can see Palmer's been good. His, his statistics have been really good. And I like him. I think he's a decent player. Bernardo started coming on a game. And I think maybe Naroki's could be a player for us. But Yang's no look great. The guy Kwon putting loan, he never played a competitive minute for us. Lager Bielka, apparently we weren't ready. Even for guys like Forrest and Mikey Johnson getting loads of minutes. So I just I don't really understand what Celtic's strategy is when it comes to transfers. They talk about trimming the squad was the thing that Rogers was saying. The only person we've got rid of is fucking Adiguchi, who I thought, I thought he'd left us a year ago. So, obviously, Adam Montgomery we've recalled and put him to loan. And then people are saying, oh, what are English clubs doing? And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck what English clubs are doing. We should be able to get the players we need out, out and loan, at very least, and get them playing and hopefully get them in. I like when we send players to other SPFL clubs. I think that's a good tactic. They can't play against us and they might do your turn against them if they play against them. And they might come back better, a bit like Ryan Christie and Christopher Iyer have done in the past. But And, and then people say, oh, could, oh, the window's no shut. But surely you want the signing in like, right away. Like, let's say, for example, before the window ends, we sign Miofsky. If we went to Aberdeen with the right amount on the first day of the transfer window, we could get Miofsky. So for me, it would make me think, well, he's a weight known. And then it's all, it'll all be about trying to save money. But that's what annoys me in terms of you, you have your AGM, you're bragging about your financial power and how well you've done and everybody's getting increases in their wages and whatever. And I'm thinking, why not go back and give the fans something? The fans are desperate for quality be added, the manager's desperate for, for it. The, the squad needs it. We need a left back, we need a keeper, we need a striker. What happens if Kyogo gets injured? Well, Ozawi, who plays up front? Mikey Johnson. I mean, that's, that's not really acceptable for a, a title race. It's just it's madness. And I don't know how so many fans just accept that all these windows are difficult and the league's shy. It, it sometimes it feels as if we should just gear up. Who wants to come to Scotland? Well, go and offer them fucking thousands of pounds a week offer them the Champions League chance to win trophies play in front of 60 odd thousand there's loads of people that want to come to Scotland playing under somebody I think still a very good manager so no it's it's been it's been piss poor I think it's been very predictable I think now Stephen McGowan's come out and says that they're looking clubs are looking at Abada 
think this has been on the cards for a while and if he wants to leave, I would let him leave. But I don't see any point in loaning him. If a club wants him and they offer the right money, then sell him. That, that, would, that would suit me. But then I, that means all you've really done is sell a bad and sinking. So you could say the January window, we might actually end up downgrading the quality of the squad. Which just sounds, if you ever said that to anybody after Hearts beat us 2-0, would have put the Windies in. So it's just this kind of typical Celtic. Spoke to death about people at the club shouldn't be there. Peter Lowell shouldn't be there. His son's employed. And then Michael Nicholson, don't really know what he does. You don't really hear for these people anyway. I think somebody said today, it'd be nice to have an interview with Mark Lowell and say, what was your recruitment team been doing for the last six months? And then I think somebody says it'd be a fucking short interview. So how we don't have these things already in place when we've known for six months, possibly longer, the positions that need to improve, I, I just don't know. I don't know how people get away with it. I think it's gross negligence. People are probably tired by us talking about it, tired listening to it. I'm tired of saying the same things. But it wouldn't be surprised me if Rangers go and lose to Hibs and Mora and we manage to get out of the line in the league. Maybe win the Scottish Cup, get to Europe next year, get absolutely smashed again and then just do the same thing over and over so look I hope they drop points and I hope they, they kick on and win the league but I just I just feel we need to be better in Europe Aye I've quite a bit there but it's like it's like you say of, of, first of all in the Bucky game I thought we were as it, as it looked like it would be on the ten. it was pretty straightforward there wasn't really any worry or upset it's it was good to see Celtic back. Obviously, when they played any sort of break friendlies, so it was good to see Celtic back in action. As I said, start good to see five different scorers as well, and a couple of youngsters like Rockova and Daniel Kelly getting some minutes as well. And as much as some, honestly, we think we don't play any the academy boys you're there too, plus you guys like Welsh and Ralston on as well, and Mikey Johnson, of course, who. So I think we ended with five academy players playing, so that was good to see as well. I think I'm not going to cover too much on that, but on the sort of transfer side, I'm just completely scunnered with it. Well, quite a few days into the transfer window being open, and that's bad enough, but it's not even the fact that it's been open for 23 days. We've knew about these problems for three, four months now. Like I think very quickly it became evident that every signing, apart from, as you say, Luis Palma and latterly Bernardo, like, was really made an impact on the first 11 and the manager's been out calling for quality the captain was out calling for quality and you know what you're right like a few months ago we were clear with no games in hand for anybody and that was a good position to be in but we threw it away a lot of that's doing the quality of the squad and players just know standing up and you're right they shouldn't get be getting away with or when Dickles is back when Hitati's back when Maiden's back when Abada like these are the new signings, these are part of the squad already and the squad is weaker than it was under Ange, I think that's pretty indisputable at this point and if they win their games in hand and as you say you're only two points ahead and that only takes one slip up for you to lose the momentum and forget your Champions League if, if that happens and they somehow go on and win the league and it's because right now, like as I say, I think we're clearly weaker than we were last season and if in this January transfer window we don't come out yet stronger, we're at very best standing still. And you can only stand still for so long before people will start passing you. And there's a real possibility that that will happen because while we're not spending money, other teams will. And we've seen enough times this season, like obviously home draws to people at St Johnston, Mullerwell, defeats to Kilmarnock, draw at Hibs, 
defeat the Hearts at home, like it's very possible that we'll drop a, a, a real like decent number of points in the second half of the season as well if a squad isn't improved. And you're right about guys like Miofsky. Like if we were to sign a Miofsky or a Shankland or whoever, like these should have been done in the first few days of the January transfer window. Either window might have opened on the first, but these deals could have been getting done behind the scenes. And you know what? If it cost another one or two million, then so be it. Like, but if you look at like the sort of media reports and that, and I know they'll know they'll be all and end all, but there's been more talk about guys like O'Reilly and Carter Vickers and Abada been linked with moves away than there is for Celtic being realistically linked with players. Like, I think the, the one on Sunday that I just found hilarious was we get linked to Owen Beck, who I know that rumour had been going out for a few weeks, and then I think one of the journalists on Twitter says oh, Celtic are looking to make this a permanent deal. And then I think it was five hours later he played for Liverpool, which meant that he can't play for Celtic this season, even if we did sign him, because he can't play for more than two clubs. And I think that sort of puts us where, like, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a bit of truth in that and we just only doing our deals diligently enough and quickly enough. And you're right, like, the, the, you shouldn't even worry about what's happening with teams in England, like Everton and whoever, like, these financial fair play rules, like, they are, You've got to be making significant losses over a like, sustained period of time before you get hit with these. And Celtic are nowhere near that. We're posting profit after profit. We're releasing four kits a season. We're releasing 50 different Adidas bits of training kit and stuff like that. They're milking the support for whatever they can, like in terms of season ticket increases. They're hosting a play of the year at Hydro. Like, Celtic the musical as you spoke about the the milk and the support dry and this money needs reinvested because as I mentioned like it's not just the league that you're putting in danger but it is that Champions League money next year because like, although we'd have qualifiers you know Celtic's form even under Rodgers and Champions League qualifiers wasn't great and so that could have a massive impact and for years like that mob across the city like it's been one cup in a while or the one league title in 12 years or whatever like it's there's only so often that you're going to give them the opportunity to get on a level ground in ways before if if they do win in our league or they qualify for the Champions League and we don't, where you're in danger of them passing you for a sustained period of time. And I think you, you called it right, Tony. I think it's just gross negligence at this point. I think that the recruitment team and in general, the board need look at like, I, I think you're right about the... Barbie win maybe clouds in some people's judgment and some people are happy just to be back on have the title back and out advantage and that's fine. Like it's not the supporters' job to be out there identifying targets and telling people what today. Some people they just want to go and watch Celtic, but the board are taking them for granted and like you seen it at Hearts game the reaction and the the board chants that were directed towards the main stand, but it's something really needs done and even at this stage I, I'm heading into the last week of the transfer window we know much hope that we're going to come out of it stronger and personally I think there's every chance that we will come out of it probably a bit weaker in terms of as you mentioned if Avada was to go and the only signing we'd made was Kuhn who like, the only bit we got to see him on Sunday was getting paraded at half time but I don't know it's just it's it's a worrying time, and I think that we're in real danger of putting ourselves in a title race. And uh, we're already in a title race, of course, but I think we're, we 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 seem to be the ones that are creating it and not doing very much to put to distance ourselves from the team in second place at the moment. But 
Danny, what's your thoughts on the weekend and the transfer window? I know me and Tony have ranted about that. Ah, he's fair went on about it, but a lot of it, well, it all made sense to me. Sunday was, Celtic were on a hiding and on Sunday, they either won 5, 6, 7, 8, nothing, or, you know, even worse, you know, that's kind of par for the course, or they get beaten, it's, you know, you're talking about it for the next turn of year, so they got through, 5 that, and they think they'd have won the net 8 times, maybe 9, a couple of half-sides, but they played well, it was good to get Celtic back, it was, they think they must have had about 90% of the ball, and... It was quite frustrating earlier on, obviously, we had a lot of money talking, but I just thought the way that they couldn't seem to cope with that high line was kind of amateurish because all it would take was like somebody hanging back with pace, but they eventually got a grip through it and got a couple of goals, but aye, it was kind of what you expected. It was good to see people like Rockova and the boy Kelly getting on and as well, and but the like what you have said about the, the transfer window has been spot on. It's been, it's been really disappointing and it's, you know, it's really underwhelming. Just, you know, again, when we played Hearts, I know you've spoken about it as well, but Rogers got asked after that game if he was surprised at how bad his team was, and he said no, because he's seen it coming for a while, and the team, the squad's not good enough, they need quality. And yet, here we are scrambling about, or are we scrambling, are they standing pat? Is this their plan? Whatever happens, and, you know, don't get me wrong, we've had an unprecedented string of success in the last you know what seven eight years since Rogers came the first time but it's been done in spite of a flawed transfer strategy especially the last Postecoglou's two years seemed like a total anomaly where it looked like we'd we had an idea about actually what we were up to it's just I don't know what I don't know why they seem to wait for the worst to happen before they, they even act it's like the inaction so far I mean I think Kuno be a good player he looks like he's got something about him this Statos, the geeks were fairly happy with the signing, which is which kind of bodes well. He look, you know, he looks pretty confident. He looks like he's got something about him. But if you're selling a badder, or even, I mean, loaning a badder is probably the worst thing that they'll do. I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous. That that's just all. Like, why loan him? Knows if he's going to come back in six six months and think, oh, I'll get an odd go. As things have changed, so just sell him if he wants to leave, get him out the door. We could still fetch about ten million for him because he's he's done it in a few big games and he showed up well for us in two and a half years. But if he wants to go, just punt him. But if that's like if we end up with a net of losing a bad but gaining Kun, it's just not good enough. It's, and you're leaving it to chance. Now, I remember when we beat them at the end of December and then we went to St Mirren and won and we were talking about if we could win the four games after Hearts. If they think that's got them out of jail and that the rest of the season they'll be playing sailing, then they're in for a shock because this Celtic team has shown, if nothing else this season, it's com- fucking completely inconsistent. And they've won four games in a row for the first time all season. You know, it's more likely that they'll drop points in the next three games than it is for us to go seven, eight, nine games, one and run. Now, having said that, Traditionally, Rogers' teams have actually performed really well after Christmas, and they seem like after January they seem to kind of knuckle down and just got on with it. And they put a one and run together, which was badly needed at this point in time. But they're just not giving them the tools. I mean, we're screaming out for a left back to challenge Taylor. Well, we replaced Taylor, but if you look at Taylor's best spell as a Celtic player, it was after they spent three and a half million or whatever it was on Burnaby. Taylor started that season on fire, was a totally genuine player of the year candidate and had a really good season. He's seen half Burnaby and now 
he's, I mean, don't get me wrong, he came on to a game the last two games before the winter break, but it's obvious that he seen a threat in Burnaby and decided to do something about it. So why do they not just bring in another? They need to challenge, they need to replace, but it's just, it's like, we've been screaming out for it. Goalkeepers, I think Joe Hart's had a good season. I'm kind of in the minority. I don't really see an issue with Joe Hart. He made a great save on Sunday, but it's obvious that he's obviously not going to be there next season, so it'd be good to get a plan in place. Now, we did we did this a couple of years ago. We ended up with fucking Barkas for a season. We knew the keeper was going. We knew the keeper was going. I mean, it was Foster, and we let Craig Gordon go, which was a mistake, in my, my opinion. And then we signed Barkas, who left his horns in Greece, and just well, staring down the barrel of another episode of that. Now, I would, like, if goalkeeper's not a priority for me in this window, I, I would have liked a, a winger. We've got one, but if we're going to get rid of a badder, then we still need another one. We definitely need a striker. We should we should not have just two centre-forwards at the club at any point in time. That's just ludicrous. And the way that... I don't think there's a youth, like, in the B team, I don't think there's a centre-forward. All the players seem to be wingers that can cut inside and have a shot. Like, the I know Vata ended the game up front the other day, but he's a winger. And to know of an out and out striker in the B team is quite that's quite concerning. You know, there's no even one coming through to have two set out and out strikers at the club isn't good enough. And considering one, you know, both of them could have been away. I mean what, what would we have done if Kyogo was away? Like what what the what's the plan in place? There's no forward thinking. Did they not think in August, by the way, we might want to send a striker because there's a potential that the only two that we've got are going to be away. So if we were to win the league this season, which I think we will, and obviously we've got Scottish Cup to play for as well, then it will be done in spite of what is a very flawed transfer system which does need wrapped up and starting again. And, you know, my thoughts on the board are that they've probably taken the club as far as they can. They've done a, a great job over the years, you know, keeping us, obviously, you know, they've raised that 70 million that's in the bank. You know, they've done well to get that far, but we need people that know what they're doing with that 70 million and people instead of people that are scared to spend it. And I I just don't think we'll progress as a club until we get a new board in now. I'm kind of fairly set on that. And I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a sales for change movement or anything like that. I don't think we're in any dra- drastic danger of going bust or anything like that, but we're in drastic danger of being left behind because the f- world of football is moving on very quickly and we seem to have a board that A, don't plan ahead and B, uh, when it does come time to actually act, they they get nervous with the trigger. So I think going forward the next five years, I'd like to see Sally under new ownership, whoever that may be, but I mean, it's just, we're doing all this because Scotland's a fairly substandard footballing country. We are one of the big two and, you know, we keep getting away with it. But we've got this unprecedented success despite what's going on. That's why I don't get fans of other teams are like, oh, but you've won this, you've won that. But we're seeing it, every, you know, I mean, we all seen the iceberg a couple of years ago. Everybody's seen it and they walk straight into it. And it looks feels like very similar to that, although hopefully Rogers will get a tune out of what is there. But even if they were to sign four or five players in the next week, you're, you know, the way Celtic bed in players, you're talking March before you see them. And then, you know, who knows what situation will be in then. So it's just really bad. They had three weeks off. 
go out and sign three or four players that can bed in with the squad, they can get in all the squad. You've got a home tie against a Highland League team for them to come out and get a run out in. You know, and another missed opportunity. The boy couldn't say the half time that he wanted to go in the park in the second half, so he was obviously fit to play. I don't know what the decision not to play him was all about. Something about the dentist, but he was at the game, he was ready to play. And it just, I don't know, but I'm uh, scunnered with Dan, and it will not improve in the next week. So, but you keep, you know, you know what it's like, it's that dead transfer deadline stuff. You just, you hang about, hang about, hang about, refreshing Twitter, refreshing Twitter, watching Sky Sports News to see if it no harm. You know, they tell you they're going to Scotland, and you watch the adverts, and they come back, and then they tell you fucking hips of saying someday, and you get you do it every time. And I don't know why we've no, we're all no switched on here. We should be, but ah, it's it's, it's uh, pretty grim this January, and I just hope it something will happen. But probably won't. We'll probably lose three or four players before the same one. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I don't think you're wrong. I think especially the January transfer window, it's deadline days have generally been pretty poor over the years. I'm trying to think back. I know you've had your odd exception where you've had Robbie Keane announced late in January and guys like Armstrong and Mackay Stephen caused a bit of good feeling about the club as well. But generally, like these transfer windows, especially January, are just really poor for us. And I think it's only been like a lack of preparation. And just on something you mentioned there, he says about the the club possibly been in the wrong hands and I think you're right yeah, look, from a business point of view they probably do look like they've done a fantastic job but on the part they are holding us back and I agree with you I think for Celtic to progress there's serious change needed and that probably does sort of come together in a sort of change of ownership and change of direction that's why on the Ask Us Anything and on questions we've had on here that's why some of us have said oh, we'd welcome like, a Saudi group or a Red, Red Bull or City Group or whoever, like something that there's a, a structure and direction and looking to progress. But I think the people at the top of your club seem happy to be in the Champions League once in a while and get some adulation about the atmosphere and that'll do them. And as long as we finish two points ahead of Rangers, that'll be fine because we'll get them Champions League the next season. And like you, you say, like, the way. The way that they're dealing is that you could say it's sort of heading towards a disaster, but in my opinion, it, it hit a disaster when we failed to win 10 in a row. That was that season was a complete disaster. No, just no getting 10 in a row. The, the complete state of the club at that point and where it went, we, it was a disaster. It was like the Titanic hitting the iceberg. Everything was going down and nothing should have survived, but somehow an Ange Postacoglu-sized sort of life life jacket got thrown to them and picked us out of the water for two seasons. and. 
everything seemed great again. And I say that many times on here, people can listen back. I say Ange was just sort of running the club for the first year and a half, two years, like of the full two years he was here. Like he was a human shield for the board after the absolute shit show that they had directed us towards. Like he was the one that came in and steadied everything and got good feeling about the club. And then when he went, Rogers came in. I think we are pretty unanimous on here that we we are like Rogers. A lot of support don't, but. It's, it's not as rosy and it's as if Angie's away and now we seem in danger again. It's as if, uh, well, I mentioned the Titanic, uh, the Titanic, but it's as if he, Angie's away who saved us from that disaster and now we've just took the wheel again and it looks like we're heading straight for another iceberg and it's not as severe as it was in that COVID season, of course, but he lose a league, it's, it's a complete shambles this season and it would feel of our own doing eh, more than anything, but Danny, what's your realistic expectations? What, what do you think that will happen? We've mentioned, as I say, there's been links with O'Reilly, Carter Vickers and the Bada. I think if one of them was to go in the next week, it would probably be a Bada. I think, I, I don't know about you, but even from the sort of standpoint of the Bada, we'll not get into it fully on here because there's a lot of speculation regarding it. But for me, it was pretty apparent that there was a heavy chance that a Bada would leave this transfer window, just given sort of things that have happened and various sort of media reports that had come out but even for me if you were to lose a player like Ibada who had contributed what he had in the last two and a half years it would be that that in itself would be complete unprofessionalism as well to, to lose him that late he's another one that should have like should have been away pretty early if that was going to happen rather than leave it this late and lose somebody and like you say we've not seen it in a coon like, it's hard to say if he's going to be an sort of adequate replacement for somebody like Abada, but what's your expectations going in there next week? I know we've been speaking about how disappointed we've been so far. Do you expect any incomings? I, I, I personally don't think there will be any. I, I think they'll, you'll probably have Brendan Rodgers coming out saying he's happy with the squad he's got till the summer. And like I say, it will be the cliches, like difficult transfer window and the team that won the treble, etc. Like that they'll be strong enough in the second half of the season. What do you think? I don't think they'll sign anybody, but then I expect them to sign at least two. I don't think they can afford no. And I don't know whether it's just wishful thinking. I personally I've not expecting anything, but the mere like the way they were, they were talking there, I'm starting to think to myself, well they can't really afford not to sign anybody. I mean, it's not as if you know, the fans were pretty vocal against Hearts. You know, we all heard it. The fans made their point very clear. Right, we won four games, we steadied the shit a wee bit, but it, it's very, as I said there, the team's been inconsistent all season, so you know, back them up with quality just is very, very risky, and I don't think they can afford to do it. So, but even at that, it will be, you're either, at that point, you're either signing player that you've scouted, but you don't think he's not your number one target. Fuck knows who their number one target is, but you know, you could sign maybe sign a player, you take a little lag of Bielke. I know that was kind of Starfield's agent, that, that was the story about that, but people were saying it was Starfield's agent that set that up to replace Starfield. But they obviously didn't fancy Lager Bielke as much as they fancied other players and knew they weren't rid of him. So the chances are you're signing another player like that who you're like, right, well, we've scouted him, ain't he's decent, but we'd be taking a chance on him rather than signing somebody that we actually do rate properly. So that's a risk and then or it will be loans for the Premier League and they've right Jota uh, 
Jota was a good loan signing. Bernardo looks like he's got to be a good loan signing. Carter Vickers was a good loan signing, but the ones that we usually sign have been, you know, your John Joe Kenny's and that have been Nat Phillips. That, that they're staring down the bar. I mean, we're the exact same situation we were in in August, where you're staring down the barrel like an emergency loan for England, and it's really no good enough when a you've had the experience of what's happened this season and you know, you know going in what you need. You know, when it's not this summer when the new manager comes in, he, he eyes up the whole squad. And there's going to be a few legacy issues like, you know, players that Andrew's okay to sign or okay on scouting that you sign and that, you know, it's very clear that Rogers probably didn't have much of a hand in any of the summer signings. So for it, we've not really signed a Rogers type player yet either. And I just, I, to answer your question, I don't think they can afford not to do it, but I'm not exactly holding out hope for them to sign anybody. And even the ones that they sign, I don't think it will be the number one targets unless they just decide to spend mad amounts of money. But I think I don't see that happening. I'm with you. I think it is a dangerous game to be playing in terms of no signing anybody. But as I said, I personally don't think we will sign anybody. I think wouldn't be surprised if a few go out. I think probably the main one for me probably will be a badder. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes. And then I think it will just be a sort of a few of the sort of players that are anywhere near it that might get loaned out, but even then that's just a temporary fix because they're going to come back in the summer when you can't get anybody to buy them on the contracts that Celtic have given them, but eh, that's an arse topic for another day, but Darren, oh, sorry, if, you go down it. Yeah. if O'Reilly or Carter Vickers go, I mean, you're talking about a fucking that's a season ender do you know what I mean? They must be kept at all costs, a bad guy looks like he's forced his way out, so whatever, but you're talking, as you said earlier, there's more talk about players, like good players leaving us than it is us getting rid of Deadwood and stuff like that. So, but saying that, it's not as if you keep the two and then be like, oh, look, we've kept the two, that's a success. But they cannot leave under any circumstances, <laughs> or you might just see more scenes like Hearts game. I think you're right, especially about the two. I think Vickers, I know, has missed a lot of the season through injury, but he's by far and away a number one defender, and it should be sort of one that you're looking to keep for the next season or two at least or at the very very least until the summer and O'Reilly like after that St Mirren game it was his 100th appearance for Celtic and he says he hoped there'd be many many more so if he was to go then I think you'd have to look at it as the board being the ones that sort of instigated the move rather than him knocking down the door looking to go but, so I they too can he go and I think it would cause chaos if any of them went. I don't think they will. I think that would just be completely mental if that was to happen. But Tony, has this this will probably come out on Wednesday, so it'll be exactly a week until the transfer window does close. What What's your sort of thoughts? That how, how's the squad going to look at, in terms of incomings and outgoings uh, this time next week? I totally agree with you, Save. <laughs> if we sell Matt O'Reilly or Carter Vickers before the end of this window, then... I don't, I don't know where I'll look, to be honest. But, but surely no, because, you know, clubs just can't entice good players to leave in January. It's a very difficult window, so that shouldn't be possible. What do I think we'll look next week? Well, who still needs to... I think a bad will go, as I say, is I think. And I think the the clubs that want them will have the, the loan-to-buy option because it's kind of... They'll know that 
he wants to leave the club, so I think the club's hands will be a bit tied with that, and they might need to do it's what we do to clubs all the time. They kind of try before you buy, so I think that'll happen. He'd like to see the likes of Kobayashi, Mikey Johnson, Burnaby, and I guess you can't really get rid of Burnaby because you don't have a replacement left back. So I think the squad will look quite similar to how it looks now. I don't expect us to get another three in. And I don't expect many to go out and loan, I think. I think it might look exactly as it is now. Hopefully I'm wrong, but we've really been linked to anybody. We were linked to Owen Beck for, I think, 45 minutes before Jurgen Klopp played him, and that kind of brought an end to it. So I don't know where the fuck that came from. No, I've got, I've got no faith in them at all. I hope I'm wrong, and hopefully we, we bring in a striker that can, can do as a job, and hopefully we get a left-back and a goalkeeper. But I think I'm fucking... I think I'm... In cuckoo land, to be honest, I don't think that'll happen. I don't, I don't think we'll set, sell any big players apart from I think a bad old leave on loan. Hopefully we can make it permanent and that just kind of ends us. You don't want to become a kind of ongoing saga where he tweets about he's wearing a black armband and he's not clapping the fans. I can't really be asked for that. If the guy wants to go, let him go. He's been a good, good player for us, but as you say, I'm not going to get into the political aspect of it. It's not for, it's not for a stupid podcast to start debating Palestine and Israel so I hopefully that gets done quickly but I wonder what the manager's thinking he can't be happy I know he's too busy fucking winding up the, the Huns with his, with his wee speeches which I thought was I thought was very very funny the, the kind of penalty offside thing I thought um, I thought that was quite iconic but um, no look Ross County next as I say but then we'll know how much of a title race we're in I think the worst thing that could be happening for us to strengthen is if Rangers don't points their next two games, but it would obviously be a massive benefit for the title race. If they win their next two games, maybe our board will get a bit frightened that the, the big Champions League jackpot might not actually go to us. So, do you want a prediction after me for the game? I go for it where you go, though. go for a kind of routine 3-0 win. I think we've had a bit of form. I think we are a bit better after the four games. I just just hope this is us really going to kick on now. So 3-0 Celtic will go for. He'll go double and Matt Riley. I would take that. And Danny will come on to you. As Tony said, Ross County, the visitors to Celtic Park on Saturday. They then pretty much free fall since they appointed Derek Adams. He had his infamous speech where he says that League 2 in England was 100 times better quality than the Cinch Premiership and ever since then I don't think he's won a game. He obviously got hammered in the cup at home to Partick Thistle at the weekend. Are you expecting Celtic to dish it out to them on Saturday? Aye, Thistle went there, won 3 nothing, and apparently they were on the bridle for most of the game and they were going away the whole game so... There's absolutely... I mean, I don't know why I'm saying it because fucking... St Johnston were the worst team in the country and they came to Celtic Park and got a draw and then Motherwell were the worst team in the forum came to Park and got a draw so <laughs> we need to take care of Ross County but they've not played well for months they're a club in disarray we should be getting out and harming them we should be starting early starting fast we've had the, the game at Sunday so it's not as if anybody's called hopefully see couldn't for the start and I, I can agree with Tony we're playing better we've turned the week on a wee bit but I'm just I've seen too many stupid draws this season or, or defeats and poor performances so hopefully Saturday's no one of them Tony's right we'll see what kind of title challenge we're in you know there could be a chance to extend our lead even further but I do think we'll win routinely at the weekend and I'll go for four nothing and I think Kuhn will score twice on his debut 
I would take that as well. And I have, I think Tony says to us all fair that the fact that Rangers have got their, they play twice before we play because they're playing Wednesday night and then Saturday lunchtime. So there's every chance that, as Danny said, we might have a chance to extend our lead. But also at the same point, we might go into that game only two points ahead. So it's, it's a vital game. And uh, look, we've played pretty well on Sunday. I know caliber of opposition wasn't much, but at the same time, we created a lot. We also had four goals or whatever it was uh, disallowed. So we're clearly breaking down pack defences and that's what's going to have to happen on uh, Saturday again. And Danny's given me a, a, a bit of the fear, in fact, that he's right about Johnston being the worst team in the league when they came to us and got a draw and then Motherwell similarly. But it's one that I think, I, I think it will be a pretty routine uh, today for Celtic and I think it'll be uh, a pretty similar lineup. Maybe Kuhn will come in for a bad. I don't know if uh, there'll be any sort of movement on that transfer front before then. But if not, I wouldn't be surprised if the only change was Cal McGregor coming back into the team. I know Rogers says he was rested uh, for Sunday, so as much as he got his goal on Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if Odin Thiago Holm was the player that dropped to the bench and Cal McGregor came back in. And a bit of use of went 3-0 and 4-0, so I'll go for 5-0. I just think that will be too strong. And as I say, Ross County are pretty much in this day at the moment and Celtic should be able to capitalise on that. While the recruitment team are busy working hard on uh, the transfer signings that we'll be having we'll discuss on next week's episode. I let us know what you think. Just search for us wherever you follow us on social media. Just search for Four Times That Podcast. Get your predictions in. If anybody gets it spot on, we'll get a wee shout out next week. But I will be back next week. We'll discuss that Ross County game and we'll also look at the latest transfer incomings and outgoings as we fast approach the transfer deadline on Wednesday. But hi, if you've made it this far, thanks very much for taking the time to listen. We do appreciate it. Let us know what you've thought and we'll be back to you next week. Hail, hail.